0: Welcome to Tools of Ignorance. Our second episode is live Thursday night. Um, Dylan, welcome. You're almost to Friday this week. How's it going?
1: Hey, it's going good. Welcome back to the people that are uh, you know, taking a little time out of their days to listen to this new podcast and hopefully
0: enjoying. Absolutely. So uh, last episode, we didn't really have a name. We were kind of throwing a few things around, but uh, we, we landed on tools of ignorance. Um, for those who aren't familiar with, with the phrase uh, or the nickname, um, the catcher's gear has been called tools of ignorance because what kind of idiot would sit behind a plate while the ball is being slung at home plate um, at high speeds? But Dylan and I both played catcher in high school baseball. Um, and so I think we kind of wear that as a badge of honor. So kind of incorporated it into the the podcast name, so there we go. So uh, let's start today. A little bit of NBA. We got a little bit of football going on. Um, did you see the NBA hug police hopped into the Brooklyn Nets game the other night? And caused a big fuss.
1: Yeah, Zach, uh, you were kind of telling me about that before we just hopped on, and uh, no, I think that's like really funny because at the same time that you just said that, I just saw John Wall and uh, Bradley Beal hug up, and and nothing's really said. So. I guess depends who wants to be the uh the COVID police and who doesn't and <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. Um it'll be it'll be interesting to see how we are going forward. Of course it's good to maintain social distance and all that, but um <clears throat> when the guys just played forty eight minutes of basketball against each other, you know, is a handshake really gonna be, you know, that much of a difference. And I think that's
1: that's the weirdest thing too. The other day, you know, I'm watching the game finish up. I think it was the, uh, the Warriors game. I stayed up and watched that and, you know, they walk to their tunnels and kind of do this little like farewell soccer wave before they leave. <laughs> and I, I mean, I just I had to laugh. Cause I mean, it just looks so silly and in, in the times that, you know, as a kid, you've watched NBA growing up and, and they've, it's never been like this. So it's just a, it's just an odd scenario.
0: It has been weird. And, uh, well, I guess that kind of transitions nicely into, um, the IHSA announced yesterday on Wednesday that we could um, start winter sports effective immediately. Um, so I know I, I coach basketball. We started up with our first practice tonight. It was a ton of fun um, just to be back in the gym with the kids. Have you guys gotten anything going where you are?
1: Yeah. So, uh, both our girls and boys programs started right in, um, you know other sports too like swimming and such but that's that's a lower risk um it's odd man like watching kids jump, going down up and down the courts with masks on it's just it's it's an again an odd time and you know it's just different but like you said like it's really good to be back in the gym it's good to see the kids I'm assuming they're smiling underneath their face masks at least until they're running sprints but you know it's it's good to be back in the gym and have a sense of normalcy.
0: Absolutely, I saw, um, you know, teams all over the country or all over the state were kind of tweeting their excitement and ready to go. Um, even though it's going to be just about six weeks, we got we got to get seven practices in before we can play our first game. Uh, only it's only going to be a six week or six week or so season. Definitely out of the ordinary, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just so excited to be back in and you know to get that game day feel again it's going to be great because you know we did some stuff in the summer before before everything was shut down and it was kind of like we were practicing and practicing and to get better but there wasn't really a a game at the end of the tunnel that we were preparing for to get better so to be able to look forward to actual competition is super exciting
1: yeah and I just I just feel bad for the kids that have had to kind of go through it and you know like I I was talking to some of the uh the junior basketball players from last year who are now seniors and you know like some of them just they're like you know I've fallen out of love with the sport or you know I'm I'm not gonna play because it's only six weeks there's no state tournament at the end like they're telling that there's no like real incentive to play and you know it's sad that it's even come to that where on a normal year it's kind of a no-brainer that your returning juniors are probably going to play their senior year.
0: Yeah, we've got a, a great roster. Um, you know, we had got a few seniors, uh, a number of juniors, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of minutes for a lot of guys uh, just because of the uncertainty with the whole season. We don't know, you know, is, is somebody going to have to quarantine? Is the whole team going to have to quarantine with guys not being in shape? You know, you'll limit your minutes um, yep. on a night-to-night basis, and the rotation is just going to be, um, I think, moving moving quite quickly. Yeah, it'll be a different
1: uh, a different approach to coaching this year for for some of the guys that I mean, obviously, you and I know Zach.
0: Definitely. All right, so let's talk a little bit of NFL now. Um, so the Pro Bowl is normally in the on the Sunday right before the Super Bowl. Um this year, of course, w- with COVID restrictions, the players aren't going to gather to play that exhibition game. But instead, um they'll have Madden standing in for the Pro Bowl. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I
1: mean, content creating, streaming, sports, it's 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 taken off. So I don't see it as a bad idea. It's kind of a fun way to do something when it's still at a, uh, a riskier time to have fans join. I mean, your normal NFL Pro Bowl is all about the weekend and everybody kind of just hanging out in the sun and having a good time. And, you know, the kids having a bunch of games to do like the NFL play 60 and such. So without being able to do that and, you know, not putting your players at risk to exposure of bringing, I mean, players from all around the country, um, you know, it's, it's kind of the safer play for the NFL to do.
0: Yeah. For me, I know I can't tell you the last time I actually watched the Pro Bowl game. The uh, skills competitions are always enjoyable and fun to watch entertaining. Uh, seeing guys like wide receivers throw the football and, you know, seeing just how good some of the athletes are at what they do is really neat to see in a non-game situation. Cause you take it for granted when they're flying hundred miles an hour, but everybody looks as fast as everybody else or as strong as everybody else because they're all amazing <laughs> athletes so um we don't get to see that but like you said content creation is is off the charts i remember at the beginning of um when mlb was canceled last year um, they had what was it called the players tournament or something like that and mm-hmm. each team had a representative play MLB The Show against each other and they would just get <laughs> interviewed while they're playing MLB The Show and it was really unique and I really kind of got hooked into it for a little while just to to see not necessarily them like get so fired up about a video game but the conversations that they were able to have you're seeing two MLB players competitors um, going squaring off in a video game but then they get to talk to each other and just you know talk about strategies talk about the upcoming season things like that yeah and that's I mean
1: I during COVID you know sports shut down I actually got into watching I mean I was into playing with my buddies and my brother uh, playing like Warzone and call of duty and I was you know I felt like a little high school kid again <laughs> but but we were getting on every night and you know I started watching some of the streamers that were you know on Facebook live and such playing, and you know I, I really got into that and even Professional athletes are doing it. Like, I mean, Golden Tate's on there, uh, backup quarterback for the Falcons. Kurt Bankert's on there, and you know, like, he'll stream games, and he has Julio Jones playing Warzone with him, and uh, you know, it kind of just like it ties two communities in together, and it's just it's such a cool thing. So for the NFL to do that for their Pro Bowl is kind of like opening up a new door.
0: I love it, and it could bring in that younger audience who's you know, you know, doesn't really necessarily love football, but they love video games and they love to see celebrities. Um, and like you said, it, it bridges the gap between athletes and people who aren't necessarily interested in, in football, but they could be interested in video games. So I think yeah. it's a really good thing. Um, you know, we'll also be, ex- I'm sure excited when the real pro bowl comes back, but of course, that'll be good. Yeah. All right. Just something I want to mention before we get into our next topic. Um, so, You know, we talk about sports betting a little bit. Um, I've only been doing it for a couple months. It's only been legal in Illinois for what, six months or so. Um, And so, you know, I, one of the first things I did, um, I signed up for DraftKings, not that we're sponsored by DraftKings or anything like that, but um, one of the things that they've (laughs) been doing, yeah, right. Not yet. (laughs) One of the things they've been doing um, every six or seven weeks or so, they do a no-brainer promotion. So basically you can double your money if x happens and that's something that's super likely like for the for the Super Bowl next week if someone scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl you can bet that a touchdown will be scored in the Super Bowl at plus 100 odds so you double your money if a Super Bowl touchdown happens I don't think there's been a Super Bowl without a touchdown in history <laughs> um And I doubt this will be the first with two (laughs) solid offenses out there. So, um, you know, you could, you could
1: do the safe bet there instead of betting all your, you know, your max of a 50 bet your 45 and hedge it with a $5 bet on no (laughs) touchdown scored. It's an automatic
0: win. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You might be taking out money out of your pocket there, but yeah, like you said, the max is 50. If you're a new user to DraftKings um, 25 if you're an existing customer. So, you know, it's basically free money. I love it. A little it. promo Excellent to hop on strategy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So our big topic for tonight is going to be, um, the quarterbacks across the NFL, a lot of movement. You know, the NFL is a 12 month a year sport now, and we haven't even quite finished with the season, but there's already tons of talk and speculation on, who's going to play quarterback for each team next season. Um, You got a list of us, a a list of quarterbacks for us um, that we can maybe predict or or talk about where they might end up next year. So who you want to start with?
1: Yeah, let's go with the, uh, let's start with the NFC North. Um, I mean, the big news that everybody who's a sports fan bears fan has probably seen at this time, again, Thursday night, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, it has a formally requested a trade. Um, uh, I saw something on Twitter that said that, you know, the bears are planning to make a strong push. That's already been, uh, you know, Trubisky has been ruled out that, you know, he's going to be cut. So that leaves your, your roster with, uh, Nick Foles. So I don't know what they could possibly be looking at to trying to trade, but, uh, I mean, I guess the options out there, Zach. What do you uh, what do you think the Bears could even offer up to get uh, Watson?
0: Yeah, well, I I hadn't seen that Trubisky was cut for sure. They they're they're not picking up his his option. Is that right?
1: Yeah, they uh, beginning of the year they said that they were not going to, and then they reiterated that on their uh,
0: postseason conference. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So for Watson, of course, he is the top. Ten, maybe top five quarterback in the NFL, depending on who you ask. Definitely a franchise guy. Um, I saw some people saying they shouldn't go after him. Like you, you can't give up three picks or or whatever you give up for a guy that you never wanted to draft in the first place. Well, I think that's the <laughs> most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. If there's a guy, a franchise quarterback that's available, even if you missed on him the first time, you know, there's no reason you can't go and. And snag him now. I think that's maybe what the Bears have been missing is, you know, quarterback is probably the most premium position in all of sports. So if a guy like that is available, I would do everything in my power to go get him.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the Bears just really have not had quarterback luck. If you do look at the stats, Jay Cutler was a pretty solid quarterback for them. Other than that, it has been, I mean, underwhelming the guys that you can list off and and think about their careers or even look up their statistics of when they, they were starting for the bears. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe going all in on a Watson on a guy you've regretted not drafting. I mean, not really coming out and saying it, but you know, you probably regret not drafting (laughs) Watson or Mahomes. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe now's the time that you go up and make up for it to the fan base.
0: The only concern I would have is maybe um, they're not in the best cap situation coming into the offseason. They've got a lot of money tied up. Um, of course, NFL teams can do a little salary cap magic, and I'm sure that they could make it happen if they wanted to. But I think they'd have to get a little creative if they wanted him to land in Chicago week one.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Watson's eyes would get a little big when he comes in and kind of looks at the, the wide receiver room for Chicago uh, with Allen Robinson not being extended yet. So, you know, like, like you said, salary cap magic has to happen for this to go down. But, you know, you can't, you can't throw Watson out there with, you know, the line that you just had last year and, you know, the, the targets that you have expecting that Allen Robinson isn't re-signed. Um, I, I hope it happens for him. I think Allen Robinson is a phenomenal wide receiver. I think he's undervalued at the position, but, you know, you, you never know with, when money when business and sports start to mix
0: and what our uh, Robinson has never played with a really strong quarterback he's always because he was down in Jacksonville and then here with Chicago you know it would be interesting to pair him with a really strong quarterback and see if he could reach another level
1: yeah and uh, you know kind of going along that same line let's jump over to the Lions Uh, Stafford I mean he's he's on the block right now he could be he could be moving to a different or he's going to be moving to a different team. So, you know, what's, what are the lions trying to cook up? What are the, what are they thinking? So what do you think?
0: If I'm a team looking for a quarterback um, like Stafford, I don't know how much that they're going to, to give up for him. I think he's a good quarterback, an excellent veteran. You know, maybe he finds himself in a spot like Indiana, Indianapolis, uh, with the Colts, that's, I think, the obvious fit. Um, how much are they going to give up to get a – how old do you think he is? I don't know off the top oh, of my head. Mid-30s? I, he was
1: what, drafted – was he drafted in nine
0: I don't know off the top of my head. But yeah. I guess what I'm saying is he's at the tail end of his prime. Um, definitely not a young guy anymore. Um, I and mean, he's battled some, through
1: injuries too, uh-huh. so –
0: so I, I would love to see him go to a new team and really succeed. He's put in the work. He's put in the time with a franchise that hasn't had um, a ton of success. And, you know, to see him slot into a nice situation um, would, I think, be a really exciting thing for the NFL fans to see, you know, what he can do in a different system, different offense
1: yeah of course um okay so what's your thought on uh, kirk cousins with the minnesota vikings is his job safe or is it not safe
0: it's a good question i think he played well more uh he played better in the second half than he did in the first half um i don't know what his contract is but i think he's a guy that's not likely to move this mm-hmm. this season um you know i i had fun i'm a kind of a Michigan state football guy. I, I enjoyed watching him at at Michigan state and you always love to see your college guys succeed in the NFL. Um, And so he's had, he's had some success, not, he's not an elite quarterback. I think you saw his best games when he didn't have the pressure on him. The Vikings is a perfect fit for him because they've got Dalvin cook. Um, They've got an outstanding young receiver in Jefferson. Um, I'm excited to see his sophomore season and how much, He can produce, Um, and if they add a couple guys to their defense, it could be a contending team next season.
1: Yeah, no, I, I personally don't think that his job should be safe. I think that he has again been underwhelming to you know the money that he has been guaranteed in contracts, but I don't see him actually moving from a team. It'll be hard to move. There's already a handful of quarterbacks that we'll get through within this podcast, obviously next podcast and beyond about, you know, there's so much movement in in the game. And I don't think Kirk cousins is one of those. He might get done with his contract, which again, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. He might have like one to two years left. Um, But after that, I mean, I I think he'll just kind of ride into the sunset. All right. So then I guess we'll go through our, uh, our last NFC North team for today. And Hey, hey, here's your pack. So what do you think about Aaron Rodgers' comments that he, he just came out and said after it was a post game. And then he went on to the Pat McAfee show and elaborated a little bit more on it. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I obviously followed that pretty closely. It was of course a brutal Sunday afternoon and the worst time to decide what's you're going to do for the next year or two years or three years is the night, (laughs) the hour after you lost a huge game. Um, You know, I think that there is not a large chance that he's going to play somewhere else. Um, Yeah. Of course. I I don't go ahead. No, I was just going
1: to say that. I think he took a veteran approach to that question and said basically i'm not in control of this decision i would love to stay in green bay but sports is a business
0: yeah and you know he went on the pat mcafee show and kind of explained himself a little bit with those and i thought he did a really good job of of explaining you know what he was really saying and what he meant and yeah it it really is not in your control if if you want to stay in place for your entire career well maybe they don't want you to in that place for your entire well, career
1: and you know they obviously traded up last year for Jordan Love um, which I think he will be a, a serviceable quarterback in the future but you know best case scenario you sit in behind Rogers a couple more seasons I mean you do the little the what Rogers did with Favre you know you try to mold that next guy and I don't think after one year Love is ready to take the uh, take the reins there
0: yeah, and really, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking because I don't remember if we talked about this much on the Tuesday night podcast or the Monday night podcast or not. But with love, you know, he's a rookie this year. He'll have two years next year, and then you only get two years of him playing. If if Rogers sticks around for one more season, you know, kind of a waste of waste of a first round pick to sit a guy on a bench for two years. <laughs> You know, maybe you move him to a team that's looking for a young quarterback, um, and admit that you made a mistake last offseason.
1: Yeah, and the Packers have a win-now roster, so it, it again it really took me by surprise when they did that during the draft. I, I for sure thought that they were making a trade up to get the wide receiver that they wanted, and when Jordan Love's name came back came up, I was you know I was honestly surprised that they would do that.
0: Yeah. Look at Tom Brady, forty-three years old, yeah, playing playing for his seventh Super Bowl ring. You know, I think Aaron is has been a better athlete than Tom his whole career. Um, Tom has obviously been incredible, been on some great teams, great leader, and uh, he shows up in the right situations. But I don't think there's any reason Rodgers can't play till he's forty-three if he wants to. No, I
1: definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, like you said, like Tom Brady has, you know, the accolades, the championship wins, obviously that makes him the greatest of all time as of right now, but you know, Rogers, you know, talent level is not far off of that. And a prediction i told a bunch of people is, you know, looking at what Mahomes has done already. And, you know, he comes out and says that he just learned how to read a defense, (laughs) you know, that just, it is scary to see the, he is right in the footsteps of your Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. You know, to be grouped in that early, due to the early in success in your career. In the NFL. <laughs> yes, for for the early success, I mean, it's awesome, and you can see it. I mean, the man is the man's getting drafted in first overall in fantasy football leagues.
0: <laughs> He's a transcendent but, player, that's for sure. Yeah. All
1: right, we got next. All right, let's uh, let's drop down, you know, since we just talked about the NFC North, let's go NFC South. Um, Well, you know, we just kind of talked about it. Uh, Brady, technically next year, he'll have one year left. He could be coming off of he could be coming off of a, a Super Bowl win. What do you think? You know, do you think he do you think he plays next season and is done after that? Or do you think he still keeps on going?
0: Well, Peyton Manning had an interesting comment yesterday that I saw. He said no chance no chance he's done no chance Brady is done after after this season I kind of tend to agree with that so the guy looks like he just loves football he's a football playing robot as far as I'm concerned and he's not gonna yeah, stop he, he just I mean he just keeps winning it's it's one of those
1: it's one of those Alabama situations for me where you know you just you always see them on top so you almost cheer against them but realize their legacy so, you know, the mm-hmm. Tom Brady, the Alabama football, and LeBron James all fit in that category where you just cheer against them due to their success. It, it sounds terrible.
0: I think that's just the natural part. You root for the underdog in sports. If you don't have a vested interest in the game, eh, it'd be more fun to see the underdog win. But, yeah, of course, the you have to pay respects to Tom Brady, how, um, how well he's performed. He's produced yeah. at the highest level of any quarterback ever. Yeah, so. and, uh, how he's... We- spoke
1: of uh you know the possible retirement Drew Brees actually retiring he says um i mean he's been saying it for the last couple of years that you know this is going to be my last year and uh, apparently this is the last year do the saints roll with Taysom Hill or are they going to be searching for a new quarterback in the draft or free agency
0: i don't think Taysom Hill will be their full time starting quarterback um just not that I have any insider information or anything like that. I just don't (laughs) see them making the commitment to say, all right, this guy is going to start at the most important position for us for 16 games. I, I'd almost rather see him go with Jameis Winston and, you know, see, Mm -hmm. see what that, see what can come of that, you know, Winston. Never really got an opportunity and, or I guess he did have the opportunity in Tampa Bay, excuse me, but uh, he never really had success in Tampa Bay and, maybe that's a function of the offense he was playing in. Maybe it was the coaching staff. Maybe he wasn't ready at that point, Um, but he's still a good young athletic player. Yeah. I mean, even, even
1: while throwing 30 interceptions in one season, he threw 30 touchdowns in that same season. That is actually like insane. And I believe he as a rookie was thrown in right away and, he could have been one of those guys that benefited from a Jordan love situation, you know, sit behind a a veteran quarterback, learn the system, learn how to be a professional and, you know, then take over the seat and maybe this one year uh, did it for him that he can take over for the saints. I hope so. I want to see him come back, but you know, obviously that decision is not up to us,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it's sure fun to talk about.
1: (laughs) All right. Our next one, the Panthers will, Coach Rule, stick with Teddy Bridgewater, or will he try to get his quarterback of the future?
0: Um, I could see him taking a a quarterback in a draft. Um, I think there's some definitely some interesting names. Do you know where the Panthers are picking in the draft? Any idea?
1: I want to say they're like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely top. So there's
0: there's gonna be a guy there for him. You know, we've got of course we've got fields and lawrence up at the top but mm-hmm. a guy like trey lance from north dakota state you know yeah he could fit into an nfl offense um uh, i don't know where zach wilson from byu is going to go but i think there will be the opportunity there for them to take a pick and with bridgewater yeah. i he's been similar to winston where he's had his opportunities a little bit hasn't 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 had a ton of success he's been a playable NFL quarterback for sure Um, if you can draft that guy and then you know have him learn with Bridgewater um, add a few other nice young players hopefully Christian McCaffrey gets healthy then I could see the the Panthers heading in the right direction
1: yeah that uh it's kind of a weird situation for that you know you saw Christian McCaffrey out most, most of the season and you have Teddy Bridgewater, you know, then going with running back Mike Davis who turned his career around down there too. But, you know, he's throwing to Robbie Anderson. He's thrown to DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel was used in different situations the the offense actually looked really good. Um, I don't know if I would waste a top 10 pick on a quarterback unless they fell in your lap. Like you said, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. They're all, I would assume, getting taken in that top six. So it, it, it'll be an interesting draft. I, I like reading the mock drafts, but you know, I'm already ready for the NFL draft. I love it.
0: <laughs> it's an exciting <laughs> time of year. You never know what your team's going to do. Are they going to make the right decision? And of course, you can't evaluate that for a couple of years. Um, but it's such an exciting exercise to look through and you know it's kind of like opening day in baseball or or any sport, you're zero and zero, you know. Mm-hmm. Optimism is the only thing that you've got, so yeah, it'll be exciting. And
1: then to uh, wrap up our NFC South, our my Atlanta Falcons, uh, <laughs> Zach. Let's hear your your thoughts before before you guys get to hear mine. Uh, <laughs> Matt Matt Ryan, safe job or not?
0: I think he'll start for them next year. Yeah, for sure um i think he's kind of in a stafford situation where it's both those franchises are in the spot where they could probably use a refresh a reboot that they kind of made their run with their current core and you know it wasn't going to end in a nfc championship it wasn't going to end in the super bowl and so how are you going to pivot to the next set of good young players you know um So I think he will probably play there next year just because he's owed so much money. And also he's been awesome for that franchise. Um, What do you think? Are they going to pick somebody up in the draft, make a trade? You know, so I definitely don't think he is
1: being traded. Um, His, his dead cap makes it so hard and such a bad business decision for them to do that. He is actually more uh, feasible to, be on the roster rather than rather than being traded out Mm -hmm. um the draft though you know they're they're sitting at that number four spot uh like i said i think four quarterbacks are taken within the top six um with other guys like uh the penai sewell from oregon that tackle as of right now the Falcons have their their longtime left tackle and, and Jake Matthews and their right tackle is uh, McGarry who's in is gonna be going into his third year is so you Alex know Matt gonna
0: retire do you know the center
1: I believe he is and uh, the center Matt, uh, Matt Hennessy will be taking over there so we do have okay. a big need in in the left guard spot but there's not a, a left guard worth that spot so it kind of gets me into a thought process of you know, since they're in the top four, are they going to take their next quarterback and, and groom him behind Matt Ryan? Um, I think the new coach, Arthur, uh, Arthur Smith, uh, for the Atlanta Falcons is, I mean, it's Matt Ryan's a similar quarterback style to Ryan Tannehill. I think when he came in, he realized, you know, you got Matt Ryan, who's like, who's like Ryan Tannehill. You have Julio Jones, who's like AJ Brown, you know, you're, you're only really missing that big Derrick Henry like running back. So be aware for the Falcons to trade around and pick Najee Harris. I think he's a big name. Mm -hmm. I can see the Falcons also trading out of that number four spot, stockpiling picks, getting a, you know, a cornerback, like a, like a Patrick certain. Um, But if they stay at number four, I'm going to guess they take Micah Parsons uh, linebacker out of Penn state. All right, so that so I think he, yeah, they, it kind of answers the uh, the question that Matt Ryan. I don't think he's traded. He will be starting for the future. It'll just all be dependent on who they go with at number four, his uh, his future successor, or do they try to build that defense up and try to really push with uh, with some cap tightness? Right. So yeah, do you want to uh, do you want to keep going on quarterbacks, or would you like to wait until the next? Uh, next did we get all the way through the
0: nfc south
1: we are through the nfc north and the nfc south my friend
0: all right we can we can pick it up maybe next time with that um let's uh finish out the show with betting on a budget um let's uh let's bounce back and forth with our picks for friday night um i'll jump in with my first one then you can go ahead and go so i've got um the atlanta hawks are taking on the washington wizards the line is four and a half um for, for Atlanta. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and say Atlanta is going to cover that spread. Um, The Wizards, they quite haven't quite gotten up to speed yet since their quarantine. Um, I saw a stat today, the last four 40 point games from Brad Beal have all come in Wizards losses. So that's tough. It is tough. He's an outstanding player, the NBA's leading scorer. I don't think he has enough around him to have success and I think Atlanta is going to put up a lot of points
1: bring Bradley Beal to the Bulls that (laughs) is my pitch I want Bradley Beal on the Bulls he is the superstar that would fit perfectly and I think he's the superstar that the Bulls are lacking currently
0: but anyway I could both get on board with that
1: (laughs) um so I'll, I'll jump in uh so my play I really like the Pacers on the money line versus the Hornets. Um, Indiana's like 10th in, in points per game with an average of about 113. Uh, we saw on Monday that Sabonis got hurt. There's no severe structural damage to his knee. And Malcolm Brogdon flourished in his role as the main scorer.
0: Sabonis had um, a triple-double last night. On his okay, so back. Back. Okay. Yeah. okay, so he is back.
1: Yeah. Okay, so so yeah, it. he uh, yeah, and they ended up beating the Hornets. Is that is that correct?
0: Uh, Was it the it was close I think it was
1: yeah I think it was like 116 106
0: if I were to I should know I do the NBA daily podcast (laughs) but they all kind of run together at the moment but no that I'm going money line pacers and if you want to get a little you know
1: crazy with a with a parlay I like Gordon Hayward if he if his point spread is at about 22 and a half I would take the over on that he's been he's been lights out I think he just had a a little off came this last game and didn't hit his over on points. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon over his points. uh, He's been roughly around the 15.5 area. He's been scoring great lately. And to add to that third part of your parlay, Malcolm Brogdon over 2.5 threes made. That has been his line about all season. I bet on that bet probably every single night. And I would say I hit on that about 80% of the time. He is phenomenal and he he's a really good player that I, I like to watch and
0: bet on awesome uh, my next one is san antonio is uh, plus three against denver as as the underdog and I'm going to take san antonio um, to to keep it close or even get a win um, I don't think that this is necessarily a popular opinion but I've liked the way san antonio is played um, and you know a uh, greg popovich coach team is always going to keep things close. Denver's been kind of hot and cold so far. And so, you know, this could be one of those nights where, where they struggle a little bit.
1: Yeah. um, I'm going to kind of switch over to college basketball. Uh, You can bet any of these singly or parlay if you'd like them. Uh, Either way, I kind of like it. Uh, I'm taking Iowa over Illinois by four points if it's anything anything over there i really wouldn't get too crazy bet the money line i think iowa beats illinois xavier over butler xavier is always just one of those teams that you find in your bracket who you know just bounces to the sweet 16 a lot uh butler is also one of those teams but i really like xavier over butler i think it's going to be an eight plus point win and then my last one is st louis over richmond st louis has been out for over a month. And then they played last night against Dayton. Dayton is very good. Their, their point guard is, is phenomenal, but you know, just, just edged out St. Louis there. They looked good though for their first game back. And I think they'll uh, I think they'll come in and and beat Richmond. I'd bet that on the, probably just going on the money line as of right now, uh, no spread that
0: I can look at. Awesome. All right. My final one is I got Brooklyn um, covering the spread against OKC at minus nine and a half. Um, I think Brooklyn is just going to start to click and click and click. How do you stop these guys when they have KD (laughs) or James Harden bringing the ball up? Kyrie's on the wing. You got to close out on all the on the other shooter. You know, it's it is fun to watch and. You know, a lot of people may disagree with that. They're not going to play a lot of defense. If you like defense, then Brooklyn is not for you. Um, but I think that they're going to handle OKC pretty easily. Um, you know, it's always hard taking the the a spread that that's, that's that big at nine and a half. I feel like when, when I'm betting NBA spreads, the game either comes down to a two point game or they're blown out by 20. And I'm thinking this is more of a blowout night.
1: All right. And, uh, my last one, speaking of defensive teams, I will take the jazz over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I think it'll be, you can either be safe on the bet and go money line, or I think that they're going to win by 10 points. So, you know, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell will be back. He is in concussion protocol right now, Mm -hmm. but even without them, they handled the Mavericks pretty easy. And the jazz just are playing lights out right now. I would, uh, I would bet jazz every single night <laughs> until, until their, their little lose. win streaks over. Yep,
0: <laughs> Awesome. Well, with 10 wins in a row, it's hard to bet, a get a team, bet against a team like that. Dylan, thanks for joining me. Everyone have hey, an excellent Thursday. You. Any parting words for our audience?
1: Uh, episode two is great. I can't wait for episode three and uh,
0: you know, let's keep it going. All right. See you guys on Monday night. Have a great weekend. Peace out.